Welcome to another episode of the Modern Facilities Management Podcast, brought to you by Flowpath. I'm your host, Griffin Hamilton. This is the show where I interview industry experts who share their stories, strategies, and insights into modern day facilities management. From hospitality to commercial real estate and everything in between, we'll learn what it really takes to succeed as a facilities manager. Welcome to another episode of the Modern Facilities Management Podcast. Today, I am thrilled to have join Aaron Kuhn with Blue Chip Bros. Aaron, how you doing? Hey, good. How you doing, Griffin? Doing well. Doing well. As we're recording this, it is July 5th. So uh, you and I are up and at them early. Uh, probably not like many people out there <laughs> with the holiday coming uh, this past weekend. But glad you could make it here this morning. I know we've gone back and forth for a while and uh, looking forward to having this deep dive conversation. I appreciate the invite. Yeah, I've already had a couple of canceled meetings today, so I, I think <laughs> everybody's feeling the effects of the holiday weekend. So, yeah, well, I guess that's a it's a good holiday weekend and a good start to to Q three and and kicking off the second half of the year for for most folks. But uh, Aaron, again, t- appreciate you taking the time to connect here today. Um, before we dive into it, why don't you tell the audience a little bit more about who you are and what exactly it is you do? Yeah, absolutely. My name is Aaron Kuhn, and I'm with uh, Blue Chip Pros. I'm the director of, of National Sales. Uh, so my whole um, responsibility is, is to, to grow the uh, sales side. Um, and so to really grow the client roster, I, I've listened to several of your interviews and it seems like you uh, provide your listeners with a lot of people on the operation side or the FM side. So I just wanted to give you all a little outlook and a little feel of what we do on the sales side. And so we work with uh, at Blue Chip Pros. We uh, we do janitorial services, security services, and uh, specialized floor floor work. Um, we got a team that works on local and regional accounts, and then also a team that I run that works on national brands uh, for national janitorial and uh, security services. Got it. Now, how'd you get into the industry? So that's a good question. <laughs> it was actually about 2016. I was working for a marketing agency in uh, Flower Mound, uh, Texas, and I got a call from my area manager that I worked for at Enterprise Rent-A-Car back in 2005, and he goes, hey, man, I think you'd be really good at uh, selling some cleaning. And I was like, I don't know about that. And then I started researching a little more, and I was like, oh, every... Everybody needs a clean office. And, and so I got into it uh, the first six to eight months. Uh, I'm not going not gonna to joke around, Griffin. It was, uh, it was tough for me, um, just the transition. Um, and, and finally, it started clicking. And then once it started clicking, it was the domino effect. And so um, just started out with one and then uh, grew myself into, a, um, into more of a relationship builder, a trusted advisor for janitorial services. Um, I have... Uh, Three, three president clubs. Um, I've done nine trips. I've been a top producer at all my stops. Um, so now we're here to grow the uh, brand at Blue Chip Pros and got a good uh, good team over there. Yeah, so, no, yeah. and I, you hit on one thing in particular that uh, we're going to touch on, and that's that growth and just the ability to network and, uh, you know, through your prospecting, just build out that network. And I think across all industries and every profession, that is an underrated skill set. And with specifically uh, tying that to facilities management, I mean, every building should, in theory, has a facilities manager, whether they know it or not. 
And there's such a big world of facilities, yet it seems like such a tight community that you know I've appreciated over the last few years getting involved in facilities management. And so I wanted to kind of get your perspective on how you really expanded the network, steps you took, and kind of how, how that helped you develop in your professional career. Yeah, absolutely. Great question. Uh, so the world of prospecting here at Blue Chips is we use a six-pronged process. Um, so it starts with the phone call. I mean... Picking up the call has uh, has put a lot of uh, dollars in my pocket, so I always say dial for dollars. Um, it's it's a good point. It's it's I also do my phone calls uh, strategic, so it's like uh, drive times. So I do it from eight to nine a.m., uh, twelve to one, and five to six. Um, I like to do those times because I know a lot of people are there are at their desk or getting ready to leave. Uh, they're not in meetings, um, and it's it's a lot of time when people are not expecting that phone call. And so that's how we do it on the phone calls. Um, we also hit the pavement with cold calls. So we start the uh, door pull process, uh, talk to the lady at the front desk, um, try to find the decision maker. I'll always show that friendly smile off that we got here at uh, Blue Chip Pros. And then uh, LinkedIn. Um, <clears throat> of course, look at us, Griffin. I mean, we started <laughs> started on uh, LinkedIn a couple months ago and now um, we're putting a potty together. So cheers, yeah. my friend. Um, yeah, and then absolutely. emails, uh, personalize all emails. Um, personalized emails go a long way. And then trade shows. Um, we, we do a lot of trade shows. We attend our specialized. So yes, we attend your, your uh, BOMAs and your specialized or your, your industry specific trade shows. But we also go after uh, verticals. Um, say, let's say it's an education trade show. So we'll go and show up there or the YMCA trade show, things of those nature. So we go after more specialized trade shows and then networking groups um, and networking. I mean, you should always be networking. I always challenge people that come into the industry, Griffin, to talk to 20 new people a week and see what happens. That's that's 80 people a month. And if you can't close a couple of deals after talking to 80 people, maybe you shouldn't be in sales. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's a good point there. And Something else that I want to bring up and just kind of piggyback there is that what you're doing, it's not just, it's not the numbers game necessarily. It is very much doing your research, doing your due diligence and making sure that you are putting forth that value that you're looking to add to everyone that you're doing outreach to. And I think that unfortunately the, the sales profession does have that, uh, the stigma that it's just, you know, pounding at your door and you're just looking for that next deal to close. But in reality, to your point, you are really doing your research, you're prospecting in a way that is personalized to that individual and to that business and offering a solution to a potential problem that they may or may not be aware of. Uh, so I think that is like a huge part of, of what we're doing out there is uh, bringing forth solutions. We're, we're, we're solving problems here. <laughs> that's where I, that's exactly what I was about to say. We're solving problems. We're not playing the numbers game. We're trying to be on the same side as that facility manager. I'm really trying to find a solution that works for, for him. Because if it works for him, then he's going to use me on all his facility management needs. Um, and I become that trusted advisor. And then once you get in there, you're like an onion. You start spreading. And then you're offering security services, janitorial services. And then you got the whole nine yards all bundled up. And you're that true partner. And you're bringing that true value. And it started with... With that research, that, that specific research looking to solve that problem, not just out there throwing as many phone calls against the wall and seeing what sticks. That's not really what this game's about. Um, 
Sometimes it is in, in some industries, but not in this industry. It's more about solving the problem, like you said. Yep, and you use the, the P word there of, of partners. And I, I think that is, that is something that I always rely on is, and, and something that you could feel on the other end of the phone as well, where if you just feel like another number versus someone that is intentionally trying to reach out to you and be a partner, uh, I think that is something that everyone listening to this show should be thinking of is just what is this individual trying to accomplish? Are they trying to help? Are they trying to help me out by solving my problems or are they just looking for another dollar? And so that is something that as we all, no matter what our profession is in, in a managerial position, especially in facilities, you're going to be getting cold calls and you're going to get people reaching out to you, trying to partner with you and or sell you something. And uh, that P word is really important to be on the lookout for. And not only are you building a partner with that brand, but you're also building a partnership with that individual. Let's say that individual decides to go to the next place and he has another problem that's that's came at, at the new at the new place. Well, he'll give you a call because you earned that trusted partnership from him in the past. So I agree. Not only are you building it with the brand, but you're also building it with the the uh, individual. And that's how relationships are built. And maybe it'll happen and uh, help him in, in other verticals as well, not even just facility management. So, yep, now yeah, absolutely. And so. Uh, taking a step back and going over what you guys are doing over at Blue Chips. So give a little bit more context. You mentioned facility service, and I think you brought up security as well. But give a little context there and really the reach, because you, you did mention that you're national. Uh, you have a national team there. Yeah, so we got a, a national team. Um, there's there's four of us on the team. Um, and so uh, what our whole goal is to, is to find those um, – those facility or those companies that have facilities that reach multiple states. Um, and so what we do on a um, national level, let me just talk a little about um, the power of the national uh, janitorial vendor. So when you're looking for centralized management and procurement, consolidated service with improved communications, sustainable solutions, centralized service requests and reports, and then seamless account management, that's what we provide here at Blue Chip. Um, and, and it gives you more consistency among all your facilities than just having um, when you're decentralized sometimes you're dealing with multiple vendors so you're not getting the same quality of service at at uh, facility a as you are at facility j um, so it's very very important that you have that consistency also with communication a lot of times these national vendors are going to give you that single point of account management so what we do at Blue Chips is you are actually assigned, assigned an account manager. So that account manager, once you're on a national brand, is not going to talk to any other clients. All they're going to worry about is your business and your business only. Um, and then, of course, you get the uh, national buying power. Um, and then if you go for the medium-sized uh, national companies uh, like Blue Chip Pros, we're not your, um, we're not your largest facility management, but we're not your mom and pop. Uh, what's great is we've been around for 38 years. Uh, headquarters was in Cincinnati. So uh, we're, we're large enough to be um, to, to give you that national brand, but we're also um, small enough where it gives you that family feel. And with that family feel, you get a lean and agile team. So if they need help like next week and most people can't transition into next week, that's where Blue Chip really helps with our lean and agile. We can go in there. We can have the ability to start it up one at one location at a time, or we can get take all your 2,400 stores and start them up at once as well. That's what's great about Blue Chip. So, um, and then also you usually with your national um, 
janitorial providers, you get that great training program, the safety programs, and then of course the technology, um, just like Flowpath, um, Flowpath provides as well. Um, so that's a little into the uh, national janitorial vendor and why I would look for that um, as you're trying to consolidate your janitorial services or security services as well. And, and a follow-up to that. So if I'm listening and I'm managing 20, 30, 40 facilities across the country and I haven't yet taken that step to consolidate it into having that true partner, uh, like we've discussed, what would I do? What, what are the first steps into the evaluation and then the implementation of that type of partnership? Yeah, so the first steps is getting your internal team bought in. A lot of times the uh, national process is going to be driven by your procurement team. And the procurement team usually don't have your buy-in from your plant managers or your people that are running those individual offices. So I think it's important that the team makes an internal decision, go to a national uh, janitorial vendor. And then once you got the buy-in there, then you would start what we call an RFP process. Usually it's request for proposal, and that's every three years. Um, and usually if you're on the, um, on the vendor side, you want to start building that relationship early on, um, way before the RFP, because once the RFP starts, there is no way you're going to be able to build that relationship. So you want to get that relationships building process started really early in the process, but usually they would give you all the specs in a, uh, spreadsheet. Um, sometimes they'll do site walks depending on the, uh, scope of work. And so you would do a scope of work um, or a site walk, and then you would build out a proposal based on the scope of work, and then you would provide them and you would participate in the upcoming RFP. That's Got usually it. how the process works. Got it. And so uh, I guess that we, we've talked about the value that you're looking to provide all of your different um, partners that you guys are working with and the steps that they should take. What are some, as they are vetting out uh, different partners there during that process, what are some things that you've seen that have made the biggest difference in exploring that type of partnership or, or kicking that off? Yeah, I, and that's a great question. Um, so I think a lot of people, when they're, when they're looking for that national vendor and what, what really is the difference is the data and analytics and the reporting that these national companies can do because they can give you a forecast on your whole entire portfolio, just not one facility, but they can give you insight to all your facilities. So, so if there is a problem area, we can focus on that problem because we know the data and the analytics that came out. Um, and so th I think that's the biggest difference maker between your mom and pop companies, between your uh, national janitorial companies. And then also at Blue Chip, I would like to touch base on our model, Griffin. Uh, we're 100% self-performed, so we hire all our employees. I think also when you're looking for a national janitorial vendor, you can go several different ways. You can go with the subcontractor model, which means that they're hiring you and then you're subcontracting and out to vendors that are in that local market. Then you have the franchise model. Um, I, that's, that's how I broke my teeth into the janitorial world was through the franchise model. But basically, you're, you're, you have a sales team that works for the organization and they go out and sell the job and then they turn it over to a franchise or a franchise group. And that franchise group handles the whole entire service of the contract. Um, and then there's our model, which is 100% self-performed. So that means we actually go in and hire 
all our employees for that specific job, uh, which we have a lot more control. We can use all our technology, all our reporting on that. Um, so it's easier to gauge um, your employees on what they're doing on a daily basis. And you can actually, you have an impact with the employees and the scope of work and what's actually happening on a daily basis uh, with that model. Got it. Uh, now let's start looking ahead, right? So mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are, are aware of the, the change in facilities management with this looming, the great resignation, like we've talked about on the show multiple times, but, um, how do you think that is going to have an impact on this integrated facilities management model? Uh, is that going to be more common? Do you feel, or like, what is your opinion moving ahead, uh, on the industry and y'all's relationship there? Yeah, uh, great question. I, I do feel like everybody's going to go to the one-stop shop. Um, I think the JOL, the CBREs, the property management, Cushman and Wakefield, um, I think those companies are understanding that they actually need to build out their own janitorial company. And then I think there's janitorial services that are trying to grow and be that property manager. So I do feel like that the client is looking for that one consolidated vendor. Um, that can handle everything from janitorial to window washing to pest control to security services. Because when you're in those manufacturing industrial settings, you also need security services, which we offer here at Blue Chip uh, Pros. Janitorial and security goes hand in hand. Um, and a lot of other services do, too. At the end of the day, it's, we're in the service industry. So it's something that you physically can't see or physically can't touch. So when we go in and talk about our products and services, they have to trust the individual. And that individual is that salesperson or the face of the company um, at that time. Because once you sell those services, you're turning over to people that you've never met. So there, there's got to be a big trust thing. Um, and so I think as we move forward in the world, it's going to become a lot more trust and a lot more single single vendors than, than having 40 different vendors out there. Yeah. And it's going to be interesting because there's not one right answer because everyone has their own unique personnel, their own unique facilities, their own unique strategy. And it right. really, at the end of the day, that has to align. The facility strategy has to align with the overall company strategy there. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see you know, how, how much more common and that is adopted uh, by these different national facilities and even getting down to the more regional ones as well. Um, but yeah, no, very interesting. And here over the next few years is going to be an interesting time for the industry just in general. But um, yeah, no, Aaron, I certainly appreciate that. And I did have one last question here for you Absolutely. before I let you go. Uh, so who or what has had the biggest impact on you and your career? It's a great question. And I, I got to answer this and she's not even in the industry. Uh, it's my wife. Um, she's supported me through all the travel. I travel a ton. Um, I'm gone away. So she's supporting the family. She gave me a good support staff to go out there and give the hustle because I, I start my grind every day at 7 a.m. I mean, a lot of times that we're, we're communicating this before the 8 o'clock hour. So, and I'm always working until 7 p.m. And then I'm living inside and outside of, of airports. So it's definitely, um, she's been the biggest impact. Um, from the industry standpoint, I would say it was my very first guy when I, um, co-worker, he's no longer in the industry, but, uh, his name was Tim and Tim really took me under his wings and kind of showed me the, uh, ropes, but it, it started on day one and I actually had to go clean a big office. Uh, so I think that's a very important that everybody understands what you're selling. Um, I had a lot of OTJ on the job training, uh, with that. So the first week I busted out my tennis shoes and, 
and got my uh, mop ready and I was cleaning some buildings. So it was pretty cool to cut my teeth that way. And so I would say my wife and then also Tim. <laughs> Love that. Yeah, no, and I'm right there with you. Having a good understanding on what services you're providing, I think is a necessity there. So um, Aaron, I, I really appreciate you coming on the, the show here today. It's been a pleasure getting to know you and I appreciate you uh, coming on and telling your story. Hey, thank you so much, Griff. Have a great day. All right, take care. All right. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Modern Facilities Management Podcast. Make sure to subscribe for future episodes and follow us on LinkedIn for more facilities management content. 